Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, Evo. Happy Friday, Gina. I'm really looking forward to Friday. <laughs> I've been really looking forward to Friday. Why is that? I don't know. It just feels like I had to do a lot of stuff this week. And I feel like when Friday comes, all of the things that we had to do this week, it's I get like a reset. So I'm looking forward for it to be Friday. And I hope that everyone else has had a great week and that they're also looking forward to Friday, even though the days are kind of different for us because necessarily Fridays are not the same for us and like maybe somebody that has like a nine to five. Yeah. But I still look forward to it, which is odd. But anyway, so today's episode was sparked off of a video that I saw on TikTok and it was this gentleman that he was having interaction between him and his girlfriend and she looked over to him and said, babe, do you want to get something to eat? And he turned around and he started to play the music from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Mm -hmm. And it was like, do, 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 do. He was like, okay, that means she definitely wants to eat. So they went back and forth. And basically what the guy did is he kind of broke the girl code. He was able to decipher her little ways of trying to tell him something, but not really tell him something. So... I love the video so much because I think it shows young men in a relationship that there are times that you need to be able to kind of sync with your partner in a way that is not something that she's just readily telling you. Or not or not just looking to like physically sync with your partner, which I think a lot of guys, <laughs> it's, the, it's their primary objective. Yeah, I think it's... Having the ability to pick up on things that maybe she may be, um, she may be hinting at. Mm -hmm. Not that she's necessarily just straight out telling you because I think sometimes that takes away a little bit of excitement. Also, many women look forward to a man to lead. So with that being said, I thought it would be dope if we talked about a couple of things more than a couple actually that men should know how to do when they're in a relationship agreed i mean shit if you don't know what to do when you're in a relationship with your significant other then i can't imagine it's going to last too long and i thought it'd be great for evil to spearhead this because <laughs> I want the men in the audience to hear it from another man. Yeah, I mean, I got a few things that I could uh, dish out. <laughs> might be helpful to some people out there. I don't know. I mean, we got almost two decades under our belt. I think I know a few things. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> to me like that. <laughs> well, you know, the first thing that I kind of wanted to discuss was was the obvious, right? Well, outside of the obvious of things you should know to do in a relationship um, outside of the obvious of like, you know, being honest, being loyal, having respect for you. I mean, I mean, these are all like goes without saying. Yeah. I said that I consider these baseline. Yeah. These are baseline like things. You that have you just, to yeah, have these. If you're qualities. not doing this, then you just. You need to realign yourself. You need to like figure out what relationships are all about. You should not be in a relationship. This, yeah, this you need to like automatically bring this to the table. So 
now that we got that out the way, um, I think all women can agree that they want their man to be able to know when and where to take them when they're hungry. Mm. And I think more importantly, um, it varies on what time of the month it is. Right? Because, you know, women have their hormone swings and, you know, there's times of the months where they're just, you know, they kind of want to just eat a certain way. But then there's other times of the month where they want to eat like savages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm currently and, in that savage and, stage. And the gloves come off. And you better know where to take her because if not, you might get your head chopped off. Mm-hmm. So I think that... um I think that that's super important to know. You have to, you have to have that. So I think with you, uh, you, you know, you have a, a couple of things that you like to eat. Uh, now you're on this Indian food kick where you, you know, which, which I love because we love spicy food. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm all about going on this ride with you. But yeah, lately Gina's thing has been, you know, taking her to eat Indian food. We got a couple places that we go to, so. Um, we can kind of shuffle those around so that I, we're not always going to the same place and it doesn't get boring. boring. Um, yeah, I look at it kind of like a reward, too. So I say a reward because Evo and I definitely do live on a budgeted lifestyle. It's, well, yeah, I mean, we, we got house kids. Yeah, yeah. so I, it's not like we get to go out all of the time and spend money on food outside so when we do get to go somewhere um that's why i consider it kind of like i I treat it as a reward but yes i definitely i definitely enjoy when it when evo can spearhead that interaction Mm. but why do you think that women want a man to know that what is it about other than the fact of knowing where we like to eat and that's going to give us like the good feeling inside why do we want you to know where we like to eat or what we like to eat um cuz it just shows that you know that you've as a man you've you've paid attention to the things that the woman likes uh it also satisfies something that a woman wants to do without her having to make this a decision to do it you know, women love to eat and they love to eat good food. And, you know, I think that maybe there's something to the fact that women are like, I don't know. I mean, I think everybody's supposed to kind of watch what they eat. Right. But I, but more so like women are kind of like judged, you know, by if they eat too much. And so if, women, if a woman is suggesting that like she's going like she wants to go all these places to eat. It's like, damn, girl, you know, slow down. So if a guy does it, it's like, hey, babe, come on, we're going to go here. She's like, bet, let's go in the back of her head. You know, in reality, so happy that he suggested because that's really where she wanted to go. But she didn't want to make it seem like, you know, she just always wants to eat or wants to go to these places to eat. So I would think that that has something to do with it. That is very interesting. I say that because I don't know if you remember I showed you a video on TikTok one time of a guy that he was doing like a speed dating thing mm-hmm. and he sat down with a girl and she he was like, what do you like to do for fun? She was like, if I'm being real, he was like, yeah, for real. She was like, I like to eat. <laughs> and he said, word. He said, me too. He said, can we go right yeah. now? She was like, are you for real? He oh, said, yes. yeah. Did you remember? I and remember they literally this, yeah. got up. He said, I'm good. I yeah. don't need to see nobody else. They got up and they left and they went to go have something to eat. 
I think you hit them all on the head when you said that it's about um, very much so of not necessarily always wanting to make the decision. I would say that I'm one of those women that don't really hold my tongue. We've talked about this before. I really like to, you know, speak the way that I feel. I like to make decisions. I like to lead. But I love to be very vulnerable in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And you are the person that I want to be the most vulnerable with. So in order for me to be vulnerable with you, there are many times I'm looking for you to lead. And that has been something that I have grown to be better at. But when you do that, I literally become like a kid that is looking for their mommy or their daddy to come take them for ice cream. Mm -hmm. Because I feel so, and, and we just talked about this on the last episode, I feel so supported and I feel so loved in that moment. I'm just like, oh my God, he knows what I want. And like, let's just go do it. Um, so I love that you knew that answer <laughs> because if you did not, have been like, oh man. Yeah, well, I, think by, I think by now I got it. You know, I would yeah. hope so by now I got it. Yeah, I love that one. And um, food is such an essential part in our life as women yes. because of what you said in the beginning, our hormonal fluctuations. There are many times that food heals me. Yeah, like honestly, as a guy... You got to know what time and when y'all need to go split like an order of french fries. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. there is a certain time of the month where that like needs to happen. And you need you need to be able to, you know, to go, go to the fast food place, order some junk food, park your car in the parking lot, split that shit right in the car. Yeah. Get down with her because you know she's hungry. She doesn't want to eat by herself. I don't care what it you're It may going. be just more than yeah, fries. It may be just more than fries, right? <laughs> but It may you know, be fries, chicken nuggets. And a quarter pounder with cheese with Big Macs. <laughs> you just got to make sure you're willing to co-sign her BS. Yeah. That's what, that's what it's all about. Yes. And at the same time, evil will do those things with me and mm. then ask me to work out the next day. Yeah, of course. But still with leading with love. Yeah, You know, it's course. not like, okay, so now that you're, you're fat ASS ate those chicken nuggets and french fries now you got to get in the gym no it's just like hey listen i know we still have a commitment to yeah. something that we're doing we had fun yesterday with that it's time to put in the work yeah well it, we're in the off season now so we're about to loosen the belt up a little bit <laughs> we are but you know what i may be rethinking that really yeah only because i remember last year when i did it I went ham. Yeah, I do it every year. But we're not drinking, so that helps. That's but then help. sometimes I say, oh, we're not drinking. And I think about all the calories that I would consume drinking. So then I'm just thinking of all the desserts that I could put in the place of alcohol, <laughs> which is not good. Yeah, it's not good. So I remember last year when January came and, you know, we were in the off season. And I looked at myself in January. I was like. Man, I gotta work really hard for this. It's uh, it's terrible. Like, what's the, what's next? What are we just gonna quit eating? <laughs> like, we, Sir. we quit vaping, we quit drinking. Yeah. Right, and it's like, but then it's almost like when you quit these things, you kind of substitute it with something else that's of pleasure, whether it be food or whether it be exercise or something that makes you feel good, right? Because you gotta kind of like balance out that void that you've created in your life. 
Um, and so, like, now that we're not drinking no more, you're talking about that you sometimes you think about how many desserts you can have, right? Yeah. And so in my mind, I'm like, all right, so what, what, what now? We're going to quit eating? I mean, it's a joke, obviously. I but. know it's a joke, <laughs> but I'm I'm sitting here thinking about the ice cream we had the other day. Yeah, no, that was so good. Stop saying. I know. I'm sorry. The bad words. I'm sorry. We're trying to be clean. Yeah. So. All right. Well, so moving on from that, I think next uh, is something that every guy should have. It's I think what I think this next thing is a conversation that every guy should have with their significant other at mm. at some point in time, and that is uh, getting to know their love language. Mm. I think that this is like a key piece in building a bonding relationship between you and your significant other. It's it's it gives you the, abil- the ability to learn how to speak to them with more than just words. It teaches you how to act in certain ways that it, it teaches you how to act in certain ways and do and, and, and do certain actions that um, impacts your partner in a way that you could never even imagine. Right. So for for those of you who don't know, uh, the love language are are five meanings of expression. There are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Mm. And there's a test that you can take or that your partner can take so that you can find out what their what their love language is. Mm-hmm. And they're going to they're going to rank in all of them but it'll rank from number you know the top love language to the second third fourth and fifth right and based on how you answer the questions is how you rank in the love language chart so my number one love language is physical touch and Gina's number one love language is acts of service mm-hmm. so Gina likes um it says that an acts of service uh, you communicate by using fra- phrases like I'll, I'll help, right? Um, and you can actions that you can take is like doing chores together or make give them make them breakfast and bread bed or go out of your way to help them uh, do something that's a daily chore for them. And I didn't know that these things that sh- these are things that she highly valued. Before she took the love language test. Mm -hmm. So prior to that, you know, we were just going about our relationship as two people getting to know each other. But once I found this out about her, I was able to use that and now do things for her that I didn't know that she appreciated in a way that I could never understand. And it made us, it, 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 it allowed us to be able to understand each other so much better Mm -hmm. and so when she when she learned that my love number one love language was physical touch and why then you know i ended up getting a lot more affection now physical touch uh is doesn't have to be like like sex like it could just be hugs holding hands some kissing and your favorite head rubs i love head rubs i'm a like I'm a baby for head rubs. And I'm the and polar she, opposite. And, but, but she's the queen of giving head rubs. And she gives <laughs> the best head rubs. <laughs> so um, I think that if you haven't done it in your relationship, 
it's something that you should definitely consider because it'll help you understand your partner in a way that you could have never imagined. And I didn't even know about it. Gina was actually the one that brought it to my attention. Yeah. And so what made you what what made you learn about like love language? Because before our relationship, I had no clue that that even existed. What made you want to bring that into our relationship? Because you made me take the test. Yeah. So how did it, how did it come across your radar? And what did that mean to you when you when you found when you found that? I was given the book about the love languages at a training event that I went to for leadership. Oh, okay. And um, our boss at the time gave us the test because she wanted to know what our love languages were, and she used it as a tool to learn how to speak to us as managers. So when we were rewarded. She didn't always give us a gift. We didn't just get pizza. Oh wow! So I never she, thought. I never even thought that that's something that you can use in a place of work. Yeah, and it was really interesting to learn how you can use it when you're trying to show appreciation to a person that is putting in a lot of effort for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so she knew that I liked acts of service. So that meant. I wanted her to do something for me. There's a key component, though, in all of the five love languages that I think is very important that must be said. When you are doing any of these things, whether it's words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, acts of service, please make sure that your partner is not requesting these things and then you are giving them to them. These are things that your partner wants you to do for them without it being asked of you. Because if I have to ask Evo to do things for me several times, it actually then feels like it's a chore on myself and then him doing it, it just feels like it's being something done to completion, not him doing an act of service. I almost want people to look at it like, when you are doing something for charity you know you want to go and give your time to something and you're not really looking for something in return Mm -hmm. and i think it can be applied to any one of those if your partner's love language is affirmation words of affirmation i do not think that your partner wants to say can you tell me i did a good job yeah no because then it just doesn't it doesn't work like that um if your partner is physical touch if your partner has to say can you embrace me it's gonna really whittle them down to feel like you don't really appreciate them and want to show them the love that they really need but on the flip side of that because you're speaking two different languages I do believe that there is a space for conversation of compromise of how you can both achieve these types of love languages. Mm -hmm. So, for example, Evo, when it comes to head rubs or when it comes to just any form of physical touch that he enjoys, since it's actually my last love language, Mm -hmm. he had to say to me, hey, since this is my number one love language, these are the ways that I like to receive physical touch so that you know but then he left the ball in my court yeah yeah like i didn't it's important to let your partner know because 
let's just say you 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 know your partner takes the test and their love their number one love language is physical touch right you know immediately you might think oh my god this is like it's a sexual thing yes. right and then you might feel like oh you know like this um like you might feel like it's like that's like imposing on you to do something that you know you may not always want to do and so no it's not and so when i told her that had well f- first of all at the beginning of our, of our relationship, you had your boy in a cobra clutch, right? Because oh Gina God. used to give me head rubs, like, what, on a daily basis. And, and I, I don't, and like, I don't want to say where, like, you know, I was like literally getting these head rubs, but she would just always reach over and start playing with my hair, you know, whenever we were home, and it would just be something that she just did automatically, right? And she would start rubbing my head, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't even know that my love language was physical touch, but, um. It made me so attached to you because you were like you were always giving me this physical touch that I, I felt more connected to you than than I've ever felt with anybody in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so once we found this out, you know, I, you know, I exactly had that conversation with you. Like, listen, it's just you know, rubbing my head, caressing my face, massaging me, mm-hmm. holding my hands. Mm-hmm. You know, like all those things are just great for me. Even body to body contact, like for us just laying on each other. Um, doesn't have to always be sex so just know that having a conversation about what these things are is very helpful so for example for gina um you know her her language her love number one love language is acts of service Mm. so she likes she likes me to come downstairs in the morning and make her her coffee Mm. right especially on the days that she has to go to work and she has to rush out of the door Mm. i'll get up and i'll make her her coffee and i'll see her out the door she has bags i'll help her carry her bags to the car and load them up in the car for her no matter what time it is sometimes it'd be five in the morning whatever times i get up and i do this for her and those things are more valuable to her than actual gifts like love you 3000 yes and so but at first i needed to know these things right yeah like you needed to tell me like, hey, I would really love it if you could do this. Like, this would be really great for me. And then from that that point on, I'm like, yo, I got this because I know yeah. your number one love language is acts of service. Uh, Gina loves to like go away for work. Well, not go away for work, but she'll work very long hours uh, for four or five days straight, and like you know, come home and the house will be clean, right? Because she does a lot of cleaning in the house, and that- so when she's not here to do it. It can't get just left thrown to the wayside, so I'll pick it up and I'll do it. So she'll come home and a lot of this stuff is done. And again, acts of service, right? Never, I never would have thought that you would appreciate it the way that you do. Mm-hmm. But it being your number one love language, I can speak to you like that now. It literally gives me peace of mind. When I get in the car and you've brought the bags in for me and I have coffee to sip on my drive to wherever I'm going, I feel zen <laughs> in my soul. Because when I don't have those things and I have to walk out of the house and I have four bags because yeah. of what, you know, I'm a makeup artist. I have four ba- you know, sometimes four bags and then try to carry a coffee. I have to make multiple trips. Just you alleviating that stress at the beginning of my day starts my day in such a peaceful space. I'm so appreciative of it. And... I find myself sometimes almost not wanting to share that feeling with other people because I come across other people in the same space as me that their partners are not treating them the same ways Mm -hmm. and they're coming to work very already beginning their day very frustrated. And when I do find other couples 
that their partners are finding out what their love language is and how to speak to them, I'm elated. It is like one of the best feelings because I know that they're like reaching another level in a, in a relationship. It's like even beyond love. Like you can speak to that person without even saying a word, like you said in the beginning. And one of these other couples is a, a friend of ours who are also podcasters and their podcast is called We Still Like Each Other, Stephanie and Travis. And I remember one time in specific Stephanie said something to me that I was so taken aback by and she said my number one love language is physical touch because I had offered to do her makeup one time and she said I would love that because my number one language my language is physical touch so the act of someone like doing that mm -hmm. to my face is so pleasing to me mm -hmm. I was like wow I never thought of that so you can see how far something that small because the test may take you like less than five minutes to take can mean to your partner to your friend or to whoever it is but in this particular case we're talking about the person you're in a relationship with yeah so if you haven't done it definitely go out and do it you won't regret it it'll teach you something about your partner that you definitely didn't know and give you the ability to speak to each other on a level that you haven't had before all right agreed agreed so moving on this next thing is somewhat of a long time debate amongst relationships all across the world Ooh. and it's the debate of the toilet seat oh, all right man. to put the toilet seat up or to put the toilet seat down now i'm just gonna come out and say it all right Fel okay. fellas put the damn seat down all right for argument's sake just put it down but this is a long time debate in many couples and many households, mm -hmm. right? Do you leave it up? Do you put it down? Mm -hmm. What's the right thing? What's to do? What's what's the wrong thing to do? Tell me, in your opinion, why is it that you have? Why is it? Why is it that you or women in general have a problem with the toilet seat being left up after a man is using? Right, man comes in, mm -hmm. lifts the toilet seat up so he doesn't urinate on top of the toilet seat. Mm -hmm. Consideration for the women, so that she can come back, come by later and set it down, and it'll be. Mm -hmm. urine free right mm -hmm. what's the problem with the toilet seat being left up okay thank you for asking me this because i've been dying <laughs> to talk about this <laughs> uh so couple reasons first and foremost it's a hygiene thing how so that tells me as a woman that if you use the bathroom and the toilet seat remains up that means that you have flushed the toilet with the toilet seat up so if you have went anyone whether it was one or two that means that and i think if you don't know this that when you flush particles flow out of the toilet so yes, that tells me that you are lacking the knowledge of hygiene yeah. when it comes to using the toilet yeah, there are scientific studies on this right this is not something that's just kind of you know being made up and if it's a bathroom that you are sharing a space with your partner with or your girlfriend then that means that she and you have things in that bathroom that these particles can get on mm -hmm. so and, and if you have one of those setups right where the toilet is right next to the sink, sink where uh, the toothbrushes are and the soap and the bar soap that you wash your hands with and maybe the washcloth mm -hmm. that you wash your face with, maybe some makeup brushes and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a definitely a good chance that that mist is flying up out of the toilet and coming down and just getting all over your stuff, just settling in and they're real nice. 
So the second thing is, that's how the toilets are designed. They are meant to be closed. They are not meant to remain up. That's really clear cut. And the third, this may be my reason, but I've talked to other women about this and they will concur. If the toilet seat, both of them, both of the lids go up, which a lot of men will do when they have to, when they have to pee, and then it remains up in the middle of the night when a woman has to go use the bathroom because we always have to sit down and you're half asleep and you don't accurately look at the toilet, you can fall into the toilet. So, but in the same, one, and one could argue that in the same situation, a man wakes up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and he's half asleep and he's got to remember to lift up the toilet seat because it's always down. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is that really an argument that you I mean you should you should be looking at where you're sitting? Yes, I, I'm I can look, but if it's dark, mm-hmm. and you have to remember, many toilets in this day and age are white and the seat covers are mm-hmm. also white so you may look at it and it may look like the rim part of it is down but technically speaking mm-hmm. the whole thing should be down right so yes I, so as a woman you should be coming to at least lift up the seat mm-hmm. so you can sit down yes. right you should never be coming and just you know in full swing not okay. looking to go sit on a toilet that you haven't so looked at one of the main factors i just explained is is that you're half asleep secondly if this is already a debate between you and your partner leaving the toilet seat up and down, you maybe just be like, this is what he does all the time. So the toilet seat is probably already open. Yeah. So that's the third reason. But primary is the thing about the hygiene. I think you are supposed to close the toilet when you flush. So that means that the toilet should always be closed. So what if you have one of those bathrooms that like has it's a separate room for the toilet? Where it's just a toilet in a room. Even with a door. Because you know how they have those sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is that still a hygiene issue? Yeah, because it's still splattering on t- it's still splattering like outside of the toilet. That means it could still go on the floor. Mm-hmm. You may walk into your bathroom barefoot. And if you got that kind of money, maybe you got a cleaning person. I don't, I don't know. know. Fellas, I'm trying to I'm trying to put up an argument no. here, but I'm not it's not happening. It's really I'm losing here terribly. Um because I know just men do it, right? And so I'm just trying to see if there's like a legitimate reason why men would just be like... I know. do appreciate men lifting it to go to the bathroom so that yeah. they don't get urine all over the, the toilet seat where I sit. That is appreciated. But I think it would take you an additional millisecond to put it down. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely does, right? Because I, I, I know this because we, you know, I put it down for you all the time. But I know that in the beginning of the our relationship, that was a uh, hot topic. <laughs> we'll call it because mm-hmm. <laughs> your, your boy used to leave it up for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's understood if you you came from a space where you had your own bathroom. Yeah, I had my own bathroom, so so you lived in a house where you didn't have to share a bathroom with a, the opposite sex. So I could see how maybe you developed a habit that. It just rolled over into when we lived together. And I then had to say to you, hey, this is not going to work for us. That's the part of the communication. And I think it took you a little bit to understand why it was so important. Yeah, well, and in addition to that, like, you know, when you work, like when I had the shop, you know, with my father, you know, there was no, in, those, in that bathroom, there was no... Um, 
There wasn't even a cover. No, there was, yeah, it was just the lid. It was, the, it was the, the part where you could sit down. Like, that was there, but there wasn't, like, the top lid where yeah. it, it closed it. So. I remember so many times going to the shop and having to use the bathroom. And you say, oh, you can use the bathroom. And I'd be like, I'm good. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. So, that answers that question. I just kind of wanted to put that out there because I know it is a hot topic. Amongst Were you trying to like debate this with me? No, I mean, not really. I just kind of oh, okay. I, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on it. And, and from a woman's standpoint, for, for anybody out there who is um, kind of going through this with their significant other where they're in a space like we were at one point where we we're like, you know, up, down, down, up, you know, just know that just put the damn thing down. Thank you. All right. You heard it here. Yeah. um all right and i got well so i got one more thing okay uh lastly this right here is um it's something you got to look out for like seriously and that's when you go to your woman and you ask her um hey you hungry yeah sure i'm hungry you want to eat chinese food and she goes yeah i don't mind understand (laughs) <laughs> that you have now been put into a test, right? That I don't mind means everything but I don't mind. It means I do mind, right? It means I know exactly what I want. It isn't it isn't Chinese food. It isn't what you said. But I want to see if you actually, in this moment, really know what is it that I want. Mm. Because if you don't, and you suggest something that I don't like, you're going to get a, um, yeah, that's fine, or a whatever. And if you get a, yeah, I'm fine, or a whatever, just know that you failed miserably <laughs> at knowing <laughs> what it is that your woman could possibly want. Uh-huh. So, and there's a ton of these, right? These are these are what I call hidden languages of, of the woman code mm. that you need to learn. Learn them well so that you can survive the, the, the long game with you and your significant other. You all said survive. <laughs> survive the long game because if not. Guys out gonna, here dying. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to get slaughtered. Like you're going <laughs> to like just look out for that. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You know, whatever. All right. Just, th- just know that those mean those words mean you failed epically at oh. whatever it is that you're trying to suggest. Okay. So how is one to figure out these hidden languages that women have? So, How is it they're supposed to do this you, with their partner? I mean, you just have to take note. You have to take note on the things that they, when they say they like things, when they're talking about things that they've done with their friends, how much they really enjoyed it, places that they've gone to. Um, there is a, um, so you have told me something that was a gem, is that your woman more than likely has a Pinterest. And on this Pinterest, she has everything north of her 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 her, um everything north of her biggest wishes on things that she wants to do or loves wants have must needs likes all that stuff is somewhat pinned into her profile you that is like a secret map blueprint if you may of like all the things that she's just wanting to attain that hasn't that she hasn't gotten yet it's all on her to-do list things that she wishes that she could have at some point, right? And you can just go in there and just cherry pick any of them. Mm-hmm. 
and pull that out of at a moment like that. Hey, baby, you you may want Mexican, right? You may you may want Mexican. And you're like, baby, you want to get Mexican? And she goes, yeah, I don't mind. That see, that right there, that's when you know you got to go to the Pinterest. At that moment is when you got to realize, mm, nope, that's not it. It's definitely not Mexican. And then go into something that she has pinned, whether it be cocktails at a certain place for a certain drink. You better find out where it's at and take her to go get it. Uh, a dessert maybe in there that she's you know has that she wants to try. A dish, find out where that dish is at. You know, do a great review, do a, you know, a review search on that restaurant. Make sure it's a good restaurant that has like nice ambiance. These are things that you can do to kind of pull yourself out of that situation, redeem yourself, if you may, Mm -hmm. um, and come out winning. Because, you know, just remember if she doesn't seem like she's too convinced on Mexican and you suggest something else and she's like, yeah, whatever. That's it, bro. You're done. You might just not go nowhere. So would you say that this goes beyond food? Yeah. Yeah, I think it goes beyond food. I think it goes... So could you give me another example of a time where you may want to suggest something to your woman and you could possibly get that response? Um, if Maybe if you want to go to a movie, if you want to go to a certain event... Am I am I am I getting warm? Yeah, I mean, definitely movie, definitely event. Um, there's one other thing that I think is quite big. Of a time that you may event, yeah, but I'm thinking more like I mean, I'm just gonna tell you, yeah. like if you want to go away. Yes. I mean, that's a big one. For a man to be able to decipher where his woman may want to go without her having to tell him by picking up on cues because that's what we're talking about Mm -hmm. this hidden language are cues that your woman are giving you and this is like the art of love and the art of like love language and not necessarily in the sense that we were talking about like just learning to understand your partner in the way where it's like it's a skill Mm-hmm. And this skills are something that you have to develop over time. So I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, my God, tomorrow I need to know all of these things. But in order to develop a skill, you need to put in time. You need to put in work. You need to research. You need to read. You need to be hands on with it. There is something that I want to give people a tip on Pinterest and something else after that. But if you go into Pinterest and you type your partner's name and you put and you write core next to it, I don't know how this works, but it works. Pinterest will bring up an array of photos of what is your partner's core aesthetic. Hmm. It's insane. Because I did it for myself and it brought up all of these things. These It brings up sceneries. It brings up places. It brings up. So I'm going to give you some examples of like what my photos looked like. It was showing the redwood forest. It was showing sunflowers. It was showing like kind of dark looking characters. It's kind of scary. It to literally know that it would be able to pull that much data off of you. And put together some type of, you know, profile on you. Yes. On your core aesthetics. Yes. So if you really want to get mm. to know your partner at the core, 
you can do this and it may help you to understand places um person place or thing that they may like i feel like that's a little bit of a hack yeah the other one is if you can take a peek into your partner's social media i can't tell you if you if you were just able to see without prying but like me and evo we take each other's phones all the time evo could literally take my phone and he could be on instagram for 20 minutes and i wouldn't even care if you can do that with your partner, if you have that kind of relationship, take a look at some of the pages that they follow. Just to really get an idea because you'd be surprised to find out maybe how many food pages they're following or food bloggers or maybe uh, fashion pages or other um, people that they're trying to gain knowledge from. I find out so many of the information that I'm looking for through social media, like I may find a new book that way. Um, you'd be surprised how we use these devices every day. So a lot of our personal information is going into these devices. So these devices, these apps are cur- are designed to curate something for us. So if you're looking for that little like tap in, you know, to like almost kind of like matrix like for your partner, this is where you could find some of this information if you have access. And then the last one to understand these cues, look at their music. So if you were to open my Spotify, you would learn so much about me. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, but how does that how does that translate into the cues? So. If you are trying to figure out things that your partner may enjoy, right? And the ways that they may say things. Prime example, I listen to a lot of music with no words. Mm-hmm. You know, I listen to like a lot of classical. I listen to like a lot of, um, I listen to like a lot of soundtracks, right? So why do I like to listen to that kind of music? Can you tell me why? Um, Not to put you on the spot. No, but, I mean, I, 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 know, I may have never I, verbalized it. I know so. you like to listen to that stuff when you're concentrating. Yeah. So let's say we need to do something. And I and you say to me, hey, I want to go to this place, right? And it's got all this noise. <laughs> you want to go there? <laughs> Definitely not. That's my point. Yeah. So if you can understand how it is that I like to function... If you can figure out how your partner likes to function, then you can put them in environments, lead them into environments that really fit their Mm. core aesthetic. But the hacks are is like, you know, finding out where they put their, you know, like where they're putting their personality, like they're putting their personality on social media or they're putting it into their their Spotify like me. You would know so much about me. Can't imagine how many guys are out there like, that's a lot of work. (laughs) I would agree. It can be. But a relationship is work. Yes, it is. Anything that is really, what's the cliche saying? Anything that's worth fighting for. Anything that's worth something is worth fighting for. Is that how the saying goes? I like to to reference Paul Mooney in my own words. And and I always say is everybody want to be in a relationship, but nobody want to be in a relationship. Yeah, it takes any real goal that you want to achieve in life is going to take work to achieve mm-hmm. that goal. And anyone knows when you don't put put in the work, you don't achieve that goal. 
So if you want to have, if your goal is to have a healthy relationship, to have a fun, loving relationship, then you're going to have to put in the work. And that's the way that 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 equation works. And for anyone that thinks that that equation works differently, they're going to find themselves in an un, they're going to find themselves in a relationship that is the opposite of all the things that I just said. Mm -hmm. Would you think that I was wrong? No, no, I agree with you 100%. but in turn, if the guys are thinking that that's a lot of work, just know that one, your woman is going to appreciate this so much. And if even if it's the same sex couple, same thing, your partner is going to appreciate this so much. And Evo can tell you, we do this for each other. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Evo is just going, oh, wow, I know Regina wants to eat, and if I take her, she's going to be so happy. Yes, of course, but I do the same thing for him. Mm-hmm. I figure out the things that Evo likes to wear, the places Evo likes to eat, the, the type of things he likes to do, and I make sure that I curate experiences for us to go do those type of things. And regular head rubs. <laughs> that sounded completely <laughs> not what I thought you were going to say. Whoa. <laughs> what do you think I was going to say? You said and regular. Regular. Yeah, well, that's who. That helps. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's. That was your last one, right? Uh, yeah, that was it. Whoa, let's go to the cards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. I was like, whoa, just now. <laughs> go ahead. Um, I'm going to take a dark purple today. Really? Because that yellow is jumping out at you. I took yellow last oh, time. I keep my cards, my old cards, right here uh, on the table next to me so I'm I know due, which ones I picked. I'll do for a green one. Okay, you go. This is, I can't believe I picked this card. And, uh, what's your favorite meal and why? <laughs> what's my favorite meal and why? You're just talking about this today. You know, I don't I don't verbalize this much, but this by far has to be the most that the one thing that I've returned to eat the most outside of like, you know, regular stuff. Right. Like outside of like, you know, you go pizza, you eat pizza a lot. things mm-hmm. like that. I'm talking about a specific dish. Right. This is your favorite meal. This is my favorite meal that I don't eat often. Like I have to go to a certain place and eat it. And oh, I've I know been, it and I've been there the most i've returned for this meal more so than i've returned for any other meal in any other any other place and it's a steak it's called the beef of the chorizo and i've had i've i've gone back to this restaurant and i've had it so many times it is a very thick piece of steak that is cooked in a way where you can cut it with a butter knife and you don't they serve it to you it's just a piece of meat on a steak Mm. there's nothing else you eat with it and I would have to say that is the most memorable thing that I've eaten. Second to that would be the Wagyu beef burger that you had. That your favorite meal? Okay. What did you think it was? I thought it was fettuccine alfredo. So fettuccine alfredo I like, right? But there's just so many different variations of it. It gets made so many different ways in so many places. Yes, I love it. But it's very rare that I'll have it in a place where it's really good and it's memorable. When I had it, I remember when I ordered it at that Italian restaurant mm-hmm. and you were like, whoa. Yeah, my father used to make it for me. And yeah, so like, that's it was, why I thought it was your and favorite. And my father owned a restaurant at one point and, you know, and he made it, he made it, 
he was very particular about the way that he made it so i was accustomed to that and it's it was very hard for me to find it in places so when i found something that was close i really enjoyed it because it reminded me of what my father used to make me but if we're talking about a dish that that is served at a place where i can't get it anywhere else i have been back to this restaurant so many times for that steak it is unbelievable okay uh so your question is when you experience stress or overwhelm how do you like how do you like to be supported acts of service i want you to i want you to just do a lot of the things that i cannot handle so that helps you alleviate your stress when you're feeling overwhelmed yeah so if i'm if i'm feeling overwhelmed or i'm feeling stressed i will literally say to you i can't do this you've seen me do it mm -hmm. so many times like yeah. for example like le prime example let's say i cook dinner and the stuff has to get put away and i'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed i will literally say to evo i cannot do this i need to go upstairs mm -hmm. i'm gonna take my tea and go upstairs and he he knows what's up yeah I'm like, right. he's doing that <laughs> go ahead go do you i got this I think that about wraps up our show for today. It does. Uh, I just thought that it was interesting, the two cards that we got. It was almost kind of like, it, that's kind of like what we were talking about, but like, that was weird. Anyway, <laughs> that brings us to the end of the show. It was always a pleasure talking to you, Evo. Always a pleasure. Until next week on Spark Talk Fridays, where, where we are creating conversations about life. Yo, peace out. Peace out.